peace. What up, kings and queens? It's your boy Jacoby Ryan, man. Thank y'all for tuning in once again to the More I Know The More I Don't podcast. This is now episode in week number 11. 11, you feel me? Uh, thank y'all, of course, as always, the ones who are returning listening again. I appreciate y'all coming back week after week. Uh, appreciate y'all giving me y'all's time. Uh, I hope I'm providing value. And of course, the ones who are coming here for the first time, listening for the first time, the first couple of times, I appreciate y'all giving this a shot, um, spending y'all's time. I, pr- I hope that I provide value to y'all as well. Um, so thank y'all, man. I appreciate y'all for, for supporting me every week uh, from streaming to the podcast, to the videos, to the comments, to the shares, to the uh, merch, which is coming soon, to the love, to the Everything y'all do to when y'all y'all share with y'all friends and y'all spread the word, man, I appreciate it. This cannot exist without everybody who gets value from this, who's invested in this. Um, so I appreciate it, man. Um, so before we get into today's episode, I want to talk about the next three weeks and what we got to expect. So uh, this next this week coming up, this Friday, we got Amir Sky Project, which is done by Dr. View, a good friend of mine, a brother of mine, uh, where basically he is... Um, he has a son that was born last year, and he has an idea where he's going to drop a new EP every year for his son's birthday where he talks to his son about what he wants to say to him at that point in his life so that his son can look back at it when he gets older and has a discography of his pops telling him things and empowering him and speaking to him. So I think that's dope. And for, and for you to do that, View's a DJ, and he, he, got, he commissioned five or six artists to write uh, to the topics he gave us and the content he wanted to talk about. Um, and he's going to do an EP for his son every year. So that's coming out this Friday. It's the first one. It's going to be dope. Uh, the idea is crazy. Um, just finished that one up. So that's going to be released this Friday. Um, next Friday, we dropping up, up EP with me and View. View did all the beats on this one, too. Uh, I spit on it. It's called Viewer's Discretion. That's next Friday. And then the Friday after that is Curriculum of the Mind album. Uh, which will be dropping on April 5th, which we just dropped the video for Curriculum of Mind, the first single, um, last Friday. So check that out. Um, I'm posting it all day. Um, and Curriculum of Mind is basically, so So View is a DJ and also uh, a doctoral student at OU for higher education. Man, this cat does it all. And um, basically what he's doing as his dissertation for his uh, doctoral degree is he's making a hip-hop album based on the black male experience at predominantly white institutions, mainly colleges, and how a lot of the times black males just feel like astronauts in a world where they're not welcomed, in a world where they're not used to, um, where they're trying to maneuver and find out how to how to literally exist in these spaces in, in, in a real way and not try to conform to the white supremacist notion of uh, being uh, uh, acclimated to how they want you to act, things like that. Um, and really it's just, it's hinged on the trauma that comes with a black male being in a space like that, where you're not accepted, you're not embraced, you're not taught about, they don't teach your history. Um, and a lot of the times you're made to feel like you don't belong. Um, and the black male experienced that. And so that, that trauma that that causes while also looking at how hip hop helps us cope with that and how hip hop allows us to maneuver through these spaces and how uh, influential it is and how valuable it can be if the institutions were to use hip-hop um, to help students and to connect with students and to teach students. So uh, that's a dope, dope, dope project. We got two more videos coming for that. Um, and that whole project is like 25 songs, and we expect that to do a lot um, this year. So uh, that's for the next three weeks. Um, look out for that. Uh, let's get into it. Matter of fact, 
it shit was crazy, man, because I had recorded everything. Like, I was super on point this week. Um, I had everything. All, all my graphics were done on Friday. Um, I had everything out as far as uh, outline for the podcast last night. This morning, I woke up, did the podcast, the full podcast on the way to work. And, man, I get to work, and I'm about to uh, attach the picture to it and upload it so I can get it up. Uh, and, man, I, I go back to listen to it, and it was literally like buzz, like a, like a little buzz sound. You know what I'm saying? Like just a, a flat line. For some reason, it didn't record anything, so I had to redo it all on my lunch break. Um, but I like, I like this one better, so we good. <laughs> All right, y'all. So first things first, rest in peace, Uncle Phil. Y'all already know how it go. Um, but I want to talk about this past week. I was thinking about the concept of uh, hip hop's hypocrisy. You know what I'm saying? Um, and of course, in, in for, to start this, I believe every human being is a hypocrite. Uh, we all are. You know what I'm saying? We all know uh, better than things we consciously choose to do. Um, we all know um, the double standards that we can have in ourselves. And um, the, the hypocritical side of hip-hop that I want to talk about right now is how hip-hop is such a empowering, independent force This it touts the, these self-made artists, these this concept of independence, this concept of rebellion, this concept of without you, regardless, um, bravado. This really makes a lot of hip hop. You know what I'm saying? I guess what a lot of hip hop is is just that I don't need you, fuck you. I'm gonna do this myself, my way. Um, so the hip the hypocrisy comes in where you have that as the foundation of hip hop, but you also have the foundation of what I'll call American African Americanism, uh, where we're, we're consumers, we're dependent, we're keeping up with the Joneses, so on and so forth. You know what I'm saying? So you look at hip hop, and you know hip hop talks about I'm a boss, all this. Um, the the hypocrisy for me comes in where hip hop says I'm a boss, but there's also I got designer, I consume from these other cats. Um, it's like those say two separate things where it's like, I'm a boss. Uh, I, I have employees, I'm stunting, I'm flexing. <clears throat> but at the same time, in order for you to flex, you have to go buy some shit from a company who don't give a fuck about you. You know what I'm saying? To me, that's hypocrisy at this, uh, at this most ignorant level, to be honest. You know what I'm saying? And this is something that I, I am, a, am a victim of too. Like I do the same thing. Like you look at Timberlands, you know what I'm saying? Hip-hop literally saved the Timberland company from going out of business in the 90s. And Timberland still refused to associate itself publicly with hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? And it's been the same to this day. And you have cats who will be wearing Timberlands saying they a boss. And it's like, like you don't even know what you're saying right now. Like, saying you self-made and all those other things. Like, I don't think anybody has ever been self-made and ever will be self-made. Um, but just the fact that consumerism is such a... Uh, mainstay in the community of hip hop and black people in general because of Jim Crow, which we'll get, but we should get to in a second. Um, you, the consumerism is such a big part, while at the same time in hip hop, independence is also a big part. So it's just interesting seeing those two ideas bounce off of each other in, in hip hop's culture. Um, and then, like we talked about, uh, this is rooted 
it, it, it can be rooted, in my opinion, it, a lot of it's rooted in Jim Crow. You know what I'm saying? How literally black people, Mexican people, minorities who weren't European um, weren't given access to these white-only places. And, and you look at black-only colored people and white-only, uh, you look at those two different concepts and colored people, everything that had the colored people sign on it was like low value. It was like the lesser value. It was broke down shit shit that didn't work right and everything that was white only was the best quality um the most nicest plush luxurious things so in our mind there was a condition already set that all the good things were were made and owned by white people and all the trash stuff was made by black people which of course also contributes to the whole economic issue where people think black businesses are unprofessional and, and which is completely bullshit um, but like these historical uh, influences are relevant now, you know what I'm saying? And you look at that in hip hop, it's, it's clear that it's in hip hop where you have uh, a whole group of people who come and they're empowering themselves and saying, I don't need you. While at the same time, they're so, we are so conditioned to think it's just normal that we just buy these things. Like I saw T.I., recently speak out against the Gucci um, debacle. And I've uh, been watching some, uh, listening to some podcasts about, just about it, you know what I'm saying? And the cat that was talking about it mentioned how T.I. talk about Gucci, but since he first came in the game, he was talking about being wearing designer and how, like, wearing designer is how a lot of rappers kind of put themselves in the top or in the upper echelon of the social caste system. Um, and... It's just it's it's just ironic, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and and Ti talks about Gucci, and it's like, why are you even wearing a designer in the first place? You know what I'm saying, why are we even wearing a designer in the first place? Why are we even sipping Cristal in the first place? How Cristal back in the '90s, they came out and said we don't want black people drinking our liquor. So then hip hop quit using it, and they literally ran out of business. I mean, it was instantaneous. You know what I'm saying? That's the impact that we have on the economy of America. Like, I'm reading a book, two books. I just finished The Tanning of, the Tanning of America and The Big Payback. Both of them talk about the, the impact of hip-hop's influence on American economy and the markets and how literally we've transformed the economy in America. And we'll talk about that in future episodes. But I just wanted to talk about how, how interesting it is and how ironic it is that rappers talk about how much we're bosses and then we also go back and want to consume from other people so much and consume, 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 um, how, how big that, how big of a movement that is in America. And of course, by way of America, hip hop is also influencing that. So I thought that was interesting. Wrong way. Of course, this is week 11, as I said, 20 other times in this podcast episode. Um, (laughs) but wrong way, man, I, I was excited to drop this, uh, course you can now find this at uh jacobyryan.com slash wrong way um it's on all streaming sites you can stream it on any site um video will be out tomorrow this song i recorded um back probably three years ago and this was supposed to be of a part of an ep that me and um nolo did uh, nolo is a producer from lawton oklahoma as well and we uh, actually have the whole mixtape finished. I just never put it out because uh, I don't know if I am. 
Um, but this is a song that I definitely had to put out. And to be honest, the hook, I was this was a reference track. I was supposed to send this to my boy Huckweed. I had Huckweed in mind to sing the hook, but the more I listened to it, the more I could rock with it um, as far as me singing it. And I figured I'd just save another song for Huck. So uh, when writing this song, man, basically this whole song is about the self-doubt that comes with the journey. You know what I'm saying? The self-doubt that comes with greatness. Um, and the first thing was I, I kind of thought about was like um, traditions and, and status quo, you know what I'm saying, and conformity. Um, where growing up, I mean, I knew I wanted to be a writer. I knew I wanted to, I knew I loved music. I didn't know I wanted to be a hip-hop artist like that. Like I still saw it, saw it as something that was unreal because of status quo, because of tradition. Because it was status quo for people to think that that was impossible or that's a kid wasting their time. Um, and I, that's, that's what I wanted to do, but I felt ashamed of it because people shamed me for feeling that way. You know what I'm saying? Which, in turn, uh, I don't know if I'd say that's a good thing, but uh, that was one thing that I wrote about was that, I mean, for the fact that I wanted to be a hip-hop artist so bad and... Everybody who I saw as people who knew what, what they were doing with their life and not who I could trust to to listen, to, to know what to do with mine, was all telling me to go to college, to go do these other things, like music is not going to do nothing for you. And they were all good and well-intentioned. I, I understand that and I respect that and appreciate that. But at the same time, it created this, this, this doubt in my mind where it's like, this is what I want, but is this the right thing? Like, should I want this? Um, so that was one thing. Um, another thing about this um, with the conformity concept in this song is that it, it this illustrates how it was back then, but it also illustrates now how, like, now, like, um, I'm, I'm, t- I'm touching 30, you know what I'm saying? And I'm still, like, I don't have a family, you know what I'm saying? Um, I'm, like, I don't, I don't have much to other people at my age do. And a lot of that's because I've gone on, this, on the limb and taken this risk um, and done this wholeheartedly, you know what I'm saying? Like, this, this being an artist, like, I, I don't know, like, I mean, people who know me probably kind of aware, but, like, I'm so much of an artist, like, I don't try, I try not to separate myself from being an artist at any time, you know what I'm saying? Even when I'm at work, like, I'm in all black, I'm not trying to kiss nobody's ass, I'm not trying to play no politics, I'm just trying to do what I do, and that can keep me from certain things in certain situations, and I'm cool with that, you know what I'm saying? What's for me is for me. And I'm definitely not feeling conform to nothing, especially just to for some job. Like I don't give a fuck about your job. Like you, this is your business, not mine. Um, another thing that, that I touched on in this song was distractions, and all these fall under the umbrella of self doubt. Where like distractions can cause the self doubt, and distractions can be uh, a coping mechanism of self doubt. You know what I'm saying? Where those distractions can those distractions can be um, women, because Lord knows I love women. Um, it could be uh, friends who are stagnant. Um, and it could just be me being comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Just just me calling it self-love, self-care, but me just being complacent and comfortable and not doing what I should be doing um, and just being distracted. And I can also psych myself out of a lot um, inside of my own head. You know what I'm saying? So I think that contributes also to me thinking, like, all right, am I going the wrong way? Am I doing the wrong thing? Am I am I looking at things the wrong way? Um, just Just... Uh, indulging in those um, distractions can hurt. And then, of course, all this leads to trust issues. You know what I'm saying? And that's what self-doubt is. Um, 
And really, my trust issues, like, I don't trust any human being, like, at all. And I don't think it's a bad thing. Like, it's not a disrespectful thing, I don't think. Like, I'm not doing it out of spite. It's it's literally scriptural, first of all. I mean, it's written in religious text, divine text. Um, and, like, here, here's why. Because uh, I don't even trust myself when I say that. So understand that, like, I could want the world to and I think I may have mentioned this before in this podcast but I I can want the world to be free of hunger you know what I'm saying everybody to be eaten and, and no more starving people on the earth that could be the most noble goal but self or subconsciously I could want that so to get the glory for it which in essence that intention does not equal the result of of having uh world hunger eradicated that result would be great my intention of wanting the glory for it is not you know what i'm saying but i can cover that intention up and maybe i'm not even aware of that 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 uh maybe i'm not even aware that i feel that way subconsciously and that's what's so dangerous and that's why i don't trust myself because like that removes me from a lot you know what i'm saying when i don't trust myself I don't trust other people. It's like, all right, I got to control what I can control. I got to be aware that no matter what, I'm not going to know what the truth is. Like, it's just not going to be written out to me sometimes. Um, so I got to do the, make the best decision. And I got to understand that, like, no matter what happens, I've chose to indulge in this. And whatever happens, I went into this knowing that both of these things could happen. You know what I'm saying? Or some shit that I didn't even imagine could happen. And I got to accept that. When it comes, I can't blame it on nothing because that's what I got into. Um, so what's helped me, man? Um, and so with that, I mean, of course, I know how I am about advice. You know what I'm saying? That kind of, that's, that's where I go as far as advice, as far as, um, like I only go to the creator or go to my past experiences or go to my, my own conscious and lean on my own understanding. Um, I don't like asking for advice. Um, cause most advice again comes with, like, just like I said, with the, uh, eradicating world hunger, like a lot of people give advice. Uh, where their intention is to get glory for themselves, is to say, hey, this is what I know, do this so that you can tell me thank you so that I can feel good about helping somebody else and I can feel good about giving you advice and I can go and tell people that I did this for you and things like that and I'm just not with it. Um, so Wrong Way, week 11, that was this week. Um, that was kind of where I was coming from on Wrong Way. Um, just that, again, that narrative of the journey. Um Thank y'all for listening. As always, I appreciate y'all. Um, video tomorrow, of course. Viewers discretion next week. Amir Sky this week. Curriculum of the Mind, April 5th. Um, thank y'all, man. Again, um, I can't say it enough, man. Like, it's just 5265 is going to be a real dope thing. And um, I appreciate y'all. So, I'm going to go ahead and head into work. Y'all have a good week. Be great. Be grateful. Again, this is week 11. The more I know, the more I don't. Peace.